Hello, I'm Gary Shotton, and today we're going to talk about business ethics. And uh, while that's a subject that we can uh, dig into for quite a while from a lot of different directions, but I'm going to dig in it from uh, my personal experience, and I'm not going to present myself as some kind of an angel that uh, never did anything wrong, but I will tell you that I have endeavored all of my business career to operate with ethics. And a good definition I read is to know the difference between right and wrong and to know which of those you're following. And that's a good definition. I mean, a lot of people know what's right and wrong, but they somehow uh, immune themselves to thinking that it's acceptable to do something that's wrong, and that, and that won't work. Um, uh, again, I won't uh, describe too many things, but I'll just tell you that uh, if you own a business or in your higher upper level management, you will have plenty of opportunity to decide what's ethical and what's not ethical. Um, there's all the way from uh, when I was back and I had a trucking company, I had a moving and storage business. I meet, remember it so clearly because uh, paying my bills were just a struggle. It was so difficult. I mean, not month after month, but year after year, it seems that I had more bills than I had money to pay those bills. And it was always just nip and tuck. It was just always just, and that's where, to be honest, I hated every bit of it, but I'm glad I went through it because I had to learn how to juggle things just a little bit, be honest with people, uh, not cheat someone, collect all the money that was due me, uh, understand my accounting. I mean, there's a ton of reasons that I went through that, and I'm glad I went through it, but I wouldn't want to go through it again. I remember Joe. Oh man, Joe comes in one night. It was about 7.30 at night. I was working late. I had this whole stack of bills that I needed to figure out how I was going to pay them and who I would pay first. And Joe walks in with an $850 check from moving this lady that that he had just finished the job. Now we had a methodology where the checks came in and he normally would put the check into a slot that would go into our safe, but since I was working in the office, he wanted to talk a little bit and tell me about the day and he brought the check in to me. And I already knew about this job because I had been out quoting this job and this person, it was an older lady, had prepaid the full amount, that doesn't happen very often, and I knew that we had already been paid the full amount, and here's an $850 check in addition, double pay. Wow, for just a little bit, I'm thinking, oh, could this be God? I'm telling you, I just need something like this. Uh, almost not tempted big time, but almost worked my way, way into justifying, saying, well, maybe she'd never know it. No, she. even if she never did know it, I would know it, and I can't live with that because I want to operate an ethical uh, company. Uh, we have a machine shop now. Uh, we have these parts in the back, and uh, we have a random uh, testing of the dimensions. Uh, on one part, like these parts that you're looking at right here, uh, there could be, there are two parts welded together, and, and there's could be, oh, combined some maybe uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 or 50 dimensions, you know, 20 dimensions on one part and 20 dimensions on the other that are considered critical dimensions. And there's no way any one person is going to measure all those every time. We, we randomly select a certain amount based on our procedure to make sure that if we maintain the same process, 
and we find out that all the dimensions were good on this part, then we have to assume, and truthfully is, the rest of those parts are, are all good parts. They're all made within dimensions. But there would be a temptation to falsify something because it's out just a little bit. Or it's outside its, its acceptable tolerance. And knowingly put in or mix in, it could be done, mix in a random amount of, of parts that are not correct because we know what our customer does. They don't measure every single part. They can't. And the chances of them finding out are slim. But that's not ethical. We can't operate like that. That's not something we would do. And our customers know that. They know that they're dealing with an ethical company. Could we make a mistake? Yes. But it's not an intentional defrauding them or making them wonder whether or not we're slipping bad parts into them. I work at my bank. I have a long relationship, 30-year relationship with the same bankers. Now, they've changed banks. They've changed names on the bank a couple of times. But I've been with the same people more than 30 years. They trust me. It was only about seven or eight years into the banking life, you know, that'd be 23 years ago. I got pretty good with my accounting, and I started seeing that it wouldn't be hard to change a few numbers to make things look better. But no, I can't do that, because I would know it whether they ever found out or not. And oh, it's as simple as filing our income tax. You know, if I file my income tax and I have equipment here, I have like a, a equipment, some of it costs like a half a million dollars. You know, who's going to really know if I called something that I use for my personal use, my personal benefit, I called it a part of the company benefit. And so I would buy a, let's say, making it up, but buy a really nice boat, a couple hundred thousand dollar boat, and I would call it a piece of equipment. And I could name it that piece of equipment, put it on the books, and act like it was something functioning with this company. I wouldn't do it, but I could. And chances of somebody finding that or figuring that out are pretty slim. You know, we've gone through here a few years ago, there was a name, and it's a very public name, Bernie Madoff. Wow, what a mistake. I've recorded the documentary on my uh, DVRs because I like to watch things like that, and I just saw the path. They did a path of how deception grew, and it grew, and you had to uh, tell a bigger lie to cover up for the last lie. You had to cover up a, that lie with another lie. I had never known it, but back before my time in the 40s, we always called it a Ponzi scheme. Well, that was named after Mr. Ponzi. Ponzi did the same thing. He, his name went into history because of him being the person that defrauded in this situation. Back to Bernie Madoff, one of the two sons actually committed suicide. The wife then changed her name so that the grandson will never, ever have to bear that name. That's a big price to pay. I don't want to pay that price. I'm not anywhere in those realms, but I'm telling you, maintaining business ethics comes from you maintaining personal ethics. I was uh, uh, just a young man going to Bible school, uh, went through a checkout line at the, at the uh, uh, mega store, and the lady gave me a $5 bill incorrectly. I don't know why it was. It was, uh, it was $5. And I walked two steps away, and I'm a person that counts my change, and I turned around and said, ma'am, you gave me too much change. Oh, 
nobody, no, nothing went down in history for that. Nobody knows that but me. I'm not bragging on me, but I would have known it. I would have known that's a path of unethical uh, personal procedures, and those will bleed into your company. I encourage you to watch the ethics that you maintain in your company. I encourage you to uh, draw the line hard and fast. Little bitty things like I would never tell my receptionist, the, somebody in the office, to just tell them I'm not in the office. I'm standing right in the office. How would I tell my receptionist to lie on that phone call? Now, I will tell you, I've, I've been known to say, give me uh, five seconds here. I'm running out because I will not be in the office when you tell them I'm not in the office because I've got to go to this other appointment. And that will be the truth once I leave the office. So give me five seconds. You understand? It's a funny thing to think about, but ethics is a part of you. And if you can't maintain the ethics personally, you're not going to be able to maintain the ethics in your business. With your wife, my wife listens to all of my voicemails. She has access to all of my emails. She knows what and why and how I am, uh, where I'm at at all times. I'm not worried about her. She's not worried about me, but it's ethics. I want her to trust me. I hope these help. I hope this helps you not only in business, but in your personal life. Share these if you would. We do appreciate your help in that regard. Thank you.